Just when we were about ready to get back in the stew, <laughs> Mother Nature gives us 10 inches of snow. Was it? Supposedly. Sure. I didn't go and measure, but we were supposed to get 10 inches. That's about 10, Carl. Yeah. It's about nine, but I'll take it. <laughs> Valentine's Day. It was pretty good. I took notes. I read my book. That book's crazy. This is the second time reading it. It is insane. It's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a graphic novel. <laughs> you know, like um, like a story. You know, like a fictional thing. Yeah. It's a writing book as a graphic novel. Mm, okay. Crazy. Um, anyway, I'll be reading that. Um, yeah, I was emailing a lot. Because we're making a movie mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, <laughs> Pepper. Um, I went to meet uh, Gabby, the producer. Oh, there you go. The producer. You said her name before. Okay. I went to meet her at school. Uh-huh. Uh, and the funny thing about that was... What's the funny thing? Um, so, I didn't... Monday, I didn't know it was going to snow until I checked my phone. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what? And then, oh, um, God. And then the advisor was like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to snow. And so... Today, or yesterday, I woke up and I was like, "Well, it doesn't look like that much." Cause I, I had, I told Gabby, I was like, oh, "I'm gonna go drive to the gas station to see if mm-hmm. we can get the location locked uh-huh. for the thing." And so, I went there, and you know, it was snowing. I'm like, "Oh, come on, Felicia!" And I'm like, "God's plan, God's." Plan. I've been, you know, I'm singing the songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, I get there, I'm just like, "And there's, I'm the only one there." And so, you know, I like, you know, I'm like, "You're the boss, you're the boss, you're the big scary boss," you know, like Monsters Inc. I go in there, and the worker's there. And I'm like, can I speak to a manager? He's like, oh, they're not here. And I'm just like, oh, dang. This is the second time that this happened. Um, so I was like, okay. And then she was like, you can come back around like 1030 or call. And I was like, I'll probably call because I have class. Mm-hmm. And then I called. And it turns out class was over Zoom because of the snow. Yeah. And um, I called because I was like, oh, it's, it's still snowing. And I'm not getting my car stuck. Mm-hmm. Plus, if they're not even there still. Yeah. What's so I point? called, yeah. And uh, they weren't there. So luckily, I didn't go. Uh, and she was like, can I get your information? So I, like, I could tell them like today, like, Hey, can you call this person back? And then they called me back like five minutes later and I was like, Oh, and then I answered and it was easy. Cause I can just read off what Gabby said in the email that got blocked. Mm-hmm. So I could just read off of that and like say, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I like said, Oh, all this stuff. And it turns out she was a film major uh-huh. uh, and she majored in film. She's like, Oh yeah. So I know what you get, you know? And That's she said, good. yeah. And she said, Anything we can do, yeah, make it work, yeah. So we got confirmation. I was like, hell yeah. So I texted yeah. Gabby, and I was like, I was a happy camper there because I was like, Pff. and then uh, I met with Gabby, and we made Monday. She was like, do you have uh, time uh, tomorrow to like meet in person or Zoom? Yeah. To you know talk over locations and updates. I was like, oh yeah, I have my class ends at one forty in the comm building. Mm-hmm. Now I forgot to tell her that I didn't have class in the comm building anymore. Yeah. That it was just over zoom but also i didn't know we were meeting uh-huh. like she never confirmed yeah. she was like are you available you know anytime tomorrow and i'm like uh-huh. oh yeah after class and i didn't hear anything back from that she texted me and stuff yeah but not nothing in regards to meeting the next day and so i was like oh, i guess i'm meeting her then and so 
I knew class would end early because it was over Zoom and we're supposed to shoot and we can't shoot because it's over Zoom. And so class ended and I'm in my room. I'm like doing, you know, stuff for the movie. And then uh, I was like, oh, I got better get down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, going. And she was like, oh, I just got here. Uh, so whenever your class ends. And uh-huh. so I'm like at the crosswalk. I'm still probably five, six, seven minutes uh-huh. away. And I'm just like, we're wrapping up. <laughs> I like speed over there. And so I didn't want to enter. She's downstairs in the comm building. Uh-huh. So if I enter through the front door, yeah. she's right there. There you go. So I was like, I got a dilemma. Smart, smart. Yeah. So I went in the back. Oh. What? I thought you were going to go like the top floor and just come down the stairs or something. How would I have done that? I don't know. I thought the comm building had like multiple levels. Well, it did, but I don't know how to get there. There's like, a there's a door to the second floor. Like I know, but I didn't, I didn't want her to take a chance to see me because there was glass oh, windows. Gotcha. Okay. And so what I did was I went through the back. Yeah. And so I tried to open one door. It wasn't the comm building door. So that door was locked. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And then I kept going down hoping there was another door and there was. I opened that door and then there's these two guys talking, but I had my earbuds in. So apparently they were waiting for that door to open mm-hmm. to like get in the comm building. Uh-huh. And they had like called like, you know, a fellow worker or whatever. Yeah. And so I like walk in, I like like go past them, and then the girl opens the door, I'm like, thank you. And then I walk in, and then they come in too, and I'm like, oh shoot, that's funny. And then I take my big jacket off, you know, to make it seem like I wasn't just walking in the yeah. snow. I take that off. I try to wipe my glasses off because you know they're all like foggy and shit. They're all foggy. And I do that and whatever. And I like try to wipe my nose because it's all like running because the snow and it's cold. And then I like walk down and I'm like, oh hey. And then we we get to talking. I don't know if she bought it. Yeah. Cause she sees she's just saw like a line like a footsteps behind you like snow. I just got back from class. I couldn't, I couldn't think. <laughs> Literally dripping wet. And I was like, what class do I say if she asks? Cause I didn't want to say directing fiction, because why would we walking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the walking class here. What class do you get back from? You know they have a class that you walking. ride horses? What's that called? Oh my god. Horseback gosh. riding? Um it might be racing horses. It starts with an E. But it's a club. Equine sports. Something. Equestrian sports. Equestrian. Thank you. Yeah, I found that out Monday too. And I was like, what the heck? I'm not going to do that, but that's cool. I would. Um, I just don't know when they meet. That happens here though? Is the horseback riding like here? I don't think it's... You have to go off campus. For the I know, class. but like it's Flagstaff still? Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. My teacher owns a horse. Uh, I know someone else. I don't know if she has a horse here or if it's back it's where she lives. Several horse folk. Several horse folk. Um, I forgot the horse's name, but yeah, that was, Wasn't that was my Valentine's day. How was yours? <laughs> um, Valentine's day was pretty, um, whatever. I mean, it was yesterday from context clues. We gathered that, <laughs> um, I woke up and I went to work and I was going to be there all day. I was going to be there from 11 to eight, a nine hour shift. And I was mentally not prepared because I, w- I didn't want to be there for <laughs> nine hours. And it was a Tuesday. So I was expecting me to be pretty slow. But I work in the fine jewelry department, oh. and so it was pretty busy um, because people are last minute Valentine's Day shopping, and honestly, like, kind of pissed me off some of the people there because it's mainly like dudes coming in and then they're and they're like looking for a gift. I'm like, oh, what is like like what are you gonna get her? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Day of, and you have no idea what you're gonna get this person. Give me that room. Oh, I really didn't turn <laughs> off my do not disturb. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. Like, and, and I'm like, does she wear a lot of jewelry? And he's like, I think so. I'm like, oh my God. What do you mean you think so? Like, what the fuck do you mean you think so? I'm like, well, if she does, does like, and then if they say yes, I'm like, does she wear a lot of like white gold, yellow gold? Like, what does she like? White gold. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh my God. 
<laughs> and it's so frustrating. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they just kind of like give up and they're like, I guess this works. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, what do you mean you guess this word? This is a gift for your beloved, you fucking asshole. You better, it better work. That's what he said inside. Now it came out as, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll read you. I'll be this one just right over here. <laughs> Let me box this up for you. I just imagine you like, like he's saying this stuff and you're just like, and then you like, you know, like. Pepper, pepper the mics. I forgot mics how it hot. looks. Is there like. Like you know this the jewelry like yeah. underneath like you in on glass the, cases yeah, yeah and there's like you could see through that yeah I could just imagine you just <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right over. oh god hello anyway, hello go ahead sorry no we're good. I just thought of that is my working uh it's gonna be third one I'm gonna cut that out <laughs> um oh I was like what is that. She's drinking water. Anyways, yeah. So people were very frustrated, but the snow got really bad, and it was it was like snowing pretty lightly when I went to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, I think I, I went somewhere uh, because like from jewelry, I'm like in the middle of the store, so I can't see like out. Like like there's no windows or anything from from my perspective. But I I went somewhere. Like I walked away from my department for a second, and I saw the glass door, and it was just white. <laughs> like it was blizzarding out there. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um, and I had no idea it was gonna snow either. I, I, um, I thought it was just be like a light snow. I didn't realize it was going to be 10 inches. And then like throughout the course of the day, people were like, we should, um, we should go. <laughs> like we should, cause apparently the mall can close early in cases like this. And it did, Cool. but they have to, the three big stores of the mall have to agree to all close. Whoa. If one stays open, then they all have to stay open. That's sick. And the three are JC Penney, Hobby Lobby and Dillard's. And apparently our, our general manager of JC Penney does not like closing so it's always kind of hard to get her to convince her to close but it was bad so we closed she wasn't there today but like the manager called her and was like can we close <laughs> like I, someone came in and i saw they had a name tag but it wasn't one of ours and i didn't recognize this woman and she was looking for uh my like manager and then um and i was like who is this and then i heard her because he was like right here talking and she was like i'm general manager of dilute and we were wondering if you're gonna close and robert's like or the manager <laughs> the manager was like i just clocked out you're going to have to talk to the other man. What? <laughs> yeah, because he had just clocked out. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. Um, and so then they brought the other manager and whatever. And then, and then like, I don't know, maybe like half an hour passed. And we just – everyone was like – also, the business was pretty dead. I, I think the store made a total of a couple like thousand like, – I think it was like 5000 or like a couple hundred dollars. And jewelry itself – and I was the only jewelry person that day – made 3000 So I made over half the sales goal. and. It was like, it was so it was really fucking dead for the rest of the store. No one was buying clothes. Slay, slay. And could you imagine <laughs> that? Like, I bet there are so much more last minute shoppers. <laughs> I'm sure there are many more last minute shoppers who just didn't get to last minute shop because of the storm. And they're like, well, I guess I have to find a flower. Sorry, hun. Sorry, hun. Snow, baby, it's snowing right now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy how the world works. Flagstaff, huh? <laughs> um, we're through. <laughs> this is it we're done um but yeah and then like i'd like and then, yeah, and then like maybe like 30 minutes later because i have to like we have to do a we have like our closing procedures takes like half an hour and we have to like count diamonds to make sure that they're all accounted for um and then like around like 450 ish when andrew passes by and she's like oh daniel uh you can go ahead and start the count and i said Oh yeah, <laughs> so, so I started counting, and so we were, we were we were closing the store. We decided we were going to close the store at five thirty, 
And so at 5.30, we got to go home. And it was fucking terrifying driving home because it was like literally peak store. I'm like, I feel like it would be safer if we just camped out in the store and waited for this to pass, but okay. And so, um, and yeah, and then when I went home. Um, and then from here, I just sort of vibed. I, play, I think I played some games, Drew. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, but let me say, Valentine's Day, even though I just talked about it for like five minutes, was not the most important part since we last talked or the most interesting part since we last talked. Um, on Thursday, today's Wednesday, on Thursday, I had a day off, I went to go to uh, my friend's house and we hung out, the three of us, three, three friends. Um, I think, I, I don't know if I've said their names before. I know, I think I said Isaacs when I was making fun of his movie tastes on a cinema's corner. Um, I'm sure they don't mind. <laughs> my, my friends, Isaac and Aaron, right? And so we went to Aaron's place and, um... She made us dinner. It was lovely. We watched Scary Movie, I think, three. Well, I showed up like halfway through it. Anyways, irrelevant. Um, at some point in the night, uh, Isaac had this idea to play this game that he has. It's like a little card game. Not like a like a card game, but it is a game involving cards. Um, <laughs> and it's called Tag. But it's not the tag that you're familiar with. Whoa. So basically, it's, it's playable with up to four to ten people. Now, that's important. Four to ten people. And there was three of us. <laughs> Um, and the point is that there are these cards, there are target cards and there are method cards and you have to choose a color for your, like, you have like this lanyard, like a badge cool. and you have to choose a color. I chose blue, obviously. And, um, and then everyone chooses their color and then <laughs> you get the three target cards of those matching colors or the, the, however many people are playing and you have to like shuffle them up and everybody gets a target card. So you have a target to get, right? And so instead of one person being in and they have to get everybody, it's each oh. person has, has a target. And you have to pull a method card, which is how you have to get them out cool. with that card. Um, and because it was only three of us, Isaac was like, oh, well, we'll just each get two cards, both like for ourselves and targets, so that we each have two lives. And I was like, okay. But no, I don't know how I don't know how much of a mathematician you are, Raymond, but not very the game is four to ten players, and three is smaller than four. Um, and so we have to pull our cards. So we, there are six cards total, two for each of us. And so... Um, Aaron went first to pull two, and then it was, it was a classic, like, you know, if you get your own card, put it back, whatever. And then, uh, so there was a chance, so mathematically speaking, there was a chance that we would each get one of the other players. So I would get Aaron and Isaac, Isaac would get me and Aaron, Aaron would get Isaac and me. That's not what happened, because I, it was my turn, I'm second to pull cards. And I pull the first one, it's my card, and I say, well, I put it back. I pull the second one, one of Aaron's cards. I said, there we go. Put it in my hands. I got another one. It's Aaron's card. And I said, okay, here we go. And then I was like, well, I just, and the last person left is Isaac, and he just gets the automatic two cards that are left. And I just, I know he has at least one of mine because I just pulled it and put it back. So I know he has at least one of mine. And then I'm like, wait a second. If I have two of Aaron's and Isaac has one of mine, then he can, the other one can't be Aaron, so he has both of mine. So I just know, so now I just know who my target, who's attacking me and who my target is. And that's, like, it just, it kind of, it kind of, to an extent it ruins, like, the paranoia of everything. But I won't lie. And it's, like, a week-long game. It's not like we played it right then in the living room. So we've been playing it for the past few days at, like, work. Uh, oh, yeah, because they're my work friends. I should have said that. But, um, and so, like, the next day, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, like, really bad, like, paranoia and, like, anxiety and being like, what the, when are they going to strike and shit like that? Like, I remember, um, I remember I told them, I was like, well, I, I, I can't really do much because I'm kind of confined to my little jewelry counters. I can't, like, walk around the store with you guys. And I was like, but I'm going to get some backup. And I was like, I'm going to tell my other jewelry associate. Jewelry. And then, um, 
I'm going to tell my friend who works in beauty and be like, I'm going to get them to be my accomplices and help me set up some traps. Um, and then uh, I remember like the next day we were there and I was at my jewelry counter and I, I just wouldn't trust any of them. They came up to talk and I was like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Um, and I remember like there was a shirt on the ground and I was going to pick it up and I was like, there could be a card in there. I'm not going to pick it up. <laughs> and I just left it there. Um, <laughs> and then like, and yeah, and, but the thing is, I shouldn't have even done that. It doesn't even matter because the thing is that when it happens, you have to be there to witness it for it to count as you getting them out. Um, um, I did lose one of my lives on Saturday. It was a fateful day. Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Um, <clears throat> I asked for like, I forgot, like some, it was like credit apps, like for people to apply for their credit, for JCPenney credit card. And I, because we were running out of like little applications and I asked for more. I asked for, I went over there and I said, can I get some receipt paper and credit apps to find jewelry, please? And um, I already said his name. So Robert, our manager, Robert came over and gave me a bunch of uh, receipt paper. And then I was like, thanks, Robert. And then later Isaac came and dropped a stack of credit apps. Now, again, Isaac is my, my, um, my attempted murderer. <laughs> um, and so, and then uh, I didn't think much of it. And then I was like, cool, thanks. And then I left and I was helping some customers. And then like maybe 30 minutes later, uh, I, I moved the stack and then I put it somewhere else and I grabbed a couple or whatever. And then, uh, and then he comes back like maybe 30 minutes later and then he's just talking. And then I grab the stack just like cuz, and he's like, Ooh, that's unfortunate. And I was like, damn it. I said, fuck you. And he took the stack and he, he like, oh, he like shuffled it in and he pulled out the card and it said, they have to pick up the object with the card in it. And I was like, that's bullshit. It's <laughs> pretty cool. But the thing is that I didn't think much of it because honestly, I would have been a little smarter and not just picked up something that he would hand me. But it's because it happened like 30 minutes ago. I was busy with customers. And I, when I called, I, and I remember Robert bringing the, the paper. So I thought Robert brought both of them. Like I thought he brought all of it. So I wasn't expecting it to be a trap. Uh, so that was one of my lives. Um, and there's that. But I did also get, I did get Aaron out yesterday um, because Robert came up and he was like, I need you to do this announcement over the PA like every 30 minutes. And in my head, I'm like, I won't be doing that. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Um, I, I think I did it like once, but I was genuinely freaking out because I had like a script and I was like shaking really bad. And even though I've done the PA before and I've been fine, just wasn't having it that day yesterday. Um, and then Aaron came in later in the day. And I was like, Robert's having me do this script. Look, this is the script he wrote. And he's like, I could change it. So here's the script I wrote. And then I, and the, the card, one of the cards was they have to touch the card. So I slid it underneath the notebook and I was like, look at the one I wrote. And then she grabbed it and then she felt the card. And she's like, you son of a bitch. And she like <laughs> slid it out and it said player touches card. So me and Aaron are down to one life. Isaac's still sitting high and mighty at two. Dang. Um, but I think I have a plan to get Aaron out for the second one. We'll what, see. What's the method? Or what's, yeah. Um, so it's they have to pass underneath the card like they have to like walk below it, which is hard because the ceiling is quite high. But I'm thinking they have like these banners. I don't know how long they're gonna stay up, but they have these banners that say it's Valentine's Day is February 14th. They've been there for like a couple weeks, and they're like <laughs> they hang pretty low. But all the ones that are in jewelry department are like behind the counters, like at least like speaking of like vertically, right? So she can't walk underneath them because she doesn't go behind the jewelry counters. But I did notice yesterday. That there was one in JCPenney Beauty. So if I can go up to my friend and be like, hey, you mind taping this ticket, you mind taping this card up there and getting Aaron to walk underneath it somehow. Um, so that's the plan so far. I don't think it's gonna work, but we'll see. <laughs> she won't see it. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like how but the problem is how is we gonna are we gonna get them to walk underneath it? And you're just like, hey, can I have a question? But she's like a random why would how would she be able to help? Wait, what is her job? 
Exactly. <laughs> she's she's um she's basically like what's called recovery. She just kind of like wanders the store and like cleans things up. She usually has tasks like putting out shoes. I got a spill over here, pal. She's not the maintenance worker now. <laughs> <laughs> and then cleaning up like tidying tidying like shirts and shit. Just dirty up the counter. They're like, you know, but that would be beauty's job. And then if I dirty up my counter, then that would be my job. That's my point. There's not a lot of overlap. Oh, I don't know what she does then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's your animal? Oh, okay. Am I first? I forgot. Yeah. Oh. I forgot what you're doing at Critter's Corner. Yeah. That's like I always say, born to have a podcast, forced to talk about animals. <laughs> not everybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. I'm pretty sure we'll get... My animal is the blue dragon. More officially known as the blue glaucus. This isn't the cryptid's corner, Dan. Otherwise known as the blue glaucus. And I know what you're thinking. What the hell is a blue glaucus? It's a small blue sea slug. <laughs> uh, and they are pelagic, which I know what you're thinking. What does that word even mean, Dan? And when I looked it up, it says relating to the open sea. So I'm not entirely sure still. <laughs> um, and they're pretty small guys. They're these tiny little sea slugs. They can grow up to 1.2 inches long. What are you doing on your phone? This is a podcast. I'm looking up the blue... Blue, blue. glaucus. Just put a blue dragon. They kind of look like um, a real-life, un poco Whoa. scary version of Kyogre from Pokemon. Is that how you say his name? You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, so they're these small little guys. Um, they float upside down. Interesting. They they float upside down by using the surface tension of the water to stay up, where they are then carried away by uh, winds and ocean currents. So as far as I can tell, they don't actually like swim. They just sort of vibe, and then maybe they can like kind of move themselves. But they sort of, for the most part, their excuse me, their migration relies on like winds and sea currents to just like take them places. Um, and so this animal is a blue color. It's a very cool shade of blue, but it's more than just for show and beauty. What 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 do you what do you think the, they use the blue for evolutionarily speaking? Um, I feel like it'd be the opposite because isn't there like not a lot of blue in nature? Yes, <laughs> it's just a, you're looking at a clip art of a blue dragon. No, hey, that's sir, look. sir. Oh, you know I'm scrolling through and then that one just pops up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that the animal's blue color is just for show, or more. This is more than just for show. Jesus Christ. The sea slug uses its hue. That's a slug? I've literally said that multiple times. Yeah, I just didn't pro it looks like a fish. The first thing I said was it was a small blue sea I slug. I know, but I literally one of the first things I said was it was a small blue sea slug. The sea slug <laughs> uses its hue to its advantage as it floats on the ocean surface. <laughs> its cyanic side faces upward to camouflage it against the sea's blue color. Did you hear that? No, I'm looking at Pepper. She's strapped. Oh, it looks hey, like hey, sir. It looks like Chewy's thing. What it was? Oh yeah, yeah, like a little like bullet thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, get up here before you ruin this podcast. Not that we already haven't. The cyanic side faces upward to camouflage it against the su the sea's blue color. Oh. While the silver side below faces downward to camouflage it against the water's bright surface. Like a shark. Yeah. So it's got a, a deeper blue at the top, so that when you look into the water, you don't see it. And when you're below it, you look up and you see kind of like a, a, a nice light color that's that, that, like the, the light coming through. So it's it's a pretty cool camouflage. That's sick. Um, and it's pretty much virtually it says virtually invisible to predators from both above and below. Um, and now below. here's the reason I found this. I was watching TikTok, and it was just a little like it looked like a puddle full of these guys, and this person just stuck their hand in there, and then someone reacted and it was like, "You should not do that." And I was like, why? These guys look like friendly little guys. Oh. Apparently, it's got a, an insanely terrible skin, uh, sting. 
not enough to kill you, but it's uh, it's been described as excruciatingly painful. And um, but here's the coolest part when I did this research. The slug is not venomous on its own. So it does not have a it doesn't necessarily have a sting on its own, like naturally speaking. It stores the stinging nematocysts, which is like stinging cells, that it is that is created by its prey. So including what? venomous siphonophores and Portuguese man of wars, those are like very um poison not poisonous, venomous like sea creatures, right? They so they devour venomous um animals with that have stings. And then when they like consume it and they like Whoa. make it an energy, they keep the cells that the make those ones. Honestly, yeah, kind of. They keep the cells that make those ones sting, so that when you touch them, it releases all the ones that it has stored Guess up. What? <laughs> Release the floodgates. Ow! 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 Gah! <laughs> ah! Wait yeah, so that's why the guy just like put his hand in there, and everyone's like, <laughs> "I didn't know sea creatures could be venomous." What do you fucking mean? Like you a know, jellyfish. I know. Oh, I never considered that venom. I just thought like stung. I, like, I didn't ah! need it to be fair, but like, I mean, I mean, reading, I'm like, okay, yes, it makes sense. But yeah, it's, it's venom. Interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, so the cells are stored and concentrated so that when it's touched, the dragon can release them to pack one of the most devastating punches in nature. Cool. So that's pretty freaking yeah. sick. That's one of that's that, that's that's just genuinely like really cool. I don't know animals <gasps> could do that. The animal kingdom is amazing. I know. But also, their venom remains active after death. So if you see one like dead on the beach, just leave it alone. <laughs> just don't you touch, can just it. touch it. Oh, hey, look at the... from the grave. They kill you. Apparently, uh, apparently it's not fatal from what I can tell. But um, if you get stung, it'll hurt like a like a bitch. You want, you're gonna want to go to the hospital. Oh man, does it leave a mark? Let's hope so, because. I would be pissed if I had nothing to prove that I touched a, one of these. You know, I would love like a cool scar, like uh, Indiana Jones, like the the mark on his skin. Dude, I would like to touch that. Touch what? You remember uh, the bad guy, like the guy with the glasses? He like touches the the medallion. Oh yeah. And uh, like... and he has it on his mm-hmm. hand. I would just like to touch like the fold in between that. Mm. That'd be nice. <laughs> they form groups called blue fleets so like they, they move in groups cool. and they also move um they float among the siphonophores that they eat so they kind of chill with their prey which is kind of fucked up um sir 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 pepper you're you're a gentleman and a scholar all blue dragons are hermaphrodites remember what that means sounds cool this is a podcast people want to hear that they're hermaphrodites, meaning that they have both male and female reproductive organs. Oh, that's right. Nemo. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a little graphic here, so bear with me. When two blue dragons mate, they engage carefully with long, curved, almost ace almost S-shaped bends in their penises. Their long anatomy keeps them from being stung by their partner. So they have to like really f- mess up the curvature of their body so that they don't sting each other when they're in the act. <laughs> um, which is very funny to me. And this is this is this is also a badass thing that these guys do. This mating <laughs> results in strings of twenty eggs, right? Twenty eggs that the slug lays on either floating objects such as driftwood because they're, they're floaters. They don't have like homes, so where do they lay their I eggs? These suckers up again. Man. They lay their eggs on driftwood, you know, like pieces that are just floating, or mm-hmm. the floating carcasses of their prey. Oh. Sometimes they'll eat them, eat them, motherfucker. <laughs> Leave a little bit, poop out some eggs on them, and. Then Eventually, the babies will be born on top of their their victims. <laughs> what a baller move! That's awesome. Um, That's crazy. These things exist. Ew. Climate change is their biggest threat. Oh, what what? The small suckers. Yeah, they're fucking tiny. I said they grow up to one inch long. 
I don't know why this makes it look like like a like a fish size. Yeah, no, it makes it look creature. like big. That, if that was huge, like uh, regarding like even if it didn't have any We'd venomous, be dead. I, I'd be dead. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just showed like a picture of like Dungeons and Dragons art or some shit. Um, These are cool. Yeah, climate change is their biggest threat because they don't really have a lot of natural predators. Dragons. Um, and the warming of the waters combined with increased storm activity in recent years due to climate change mm-hmm. has in, uh, resulted in them floating farther and into different coastlines. So they're kind of like spreading just because they just vibe. And so now that well, climate change is happening, water's getting warmer. There's more storms. Hi. Um, Hi. Um, so, for example, researchers revised the range of blue dragons uh, 93 miles farther north Hi. into the Bay of California, which I don't know. I know, is that the, is that like we're between Mexico and Baja California? I don't know. After fishers netted them as part of their catch in 2015. In 2017, they were spotted in the waters of Taiwan. In May 2020, they surprised beachgoers in South Padre Island, Texas. And then again in Cape Town, South Africa in November of that same year. So they found them in, I'm going to go ahead and assume somewhere in California, in Taiwan, uh, Texas, and South Africa. God. Pepper. <laughs> What the? Pepper, <laughs> why are you so active today? You're messing up the production value. Production is awful. Won't get more than ten legs. Um, but yeah, they're fucking all over the place. <laughs> just because, just because water takes them where they want to go. So they can't swim. Not that not none of the research I shows proves anything that they can swim. But I'm assuming they have to. <laughs> so I'm assuming they have to at least a little bit to be able to like get a prey. You know what I mean? Like to catch a prey. Oh, I'm gonna get you. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> I just imagine like like Emperor Palpatine like unlimited power. I imagine like they're just like floating like that way. Uh huh. And then and um my hands is this horizontally? Yeah. And then they kind of like bare chested up to where they get vertical. Uh huh. <laughs> like just like out of their chest, like Iron Man. Yeah, like a repulsor. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> And but now yeah. they're dead. And now they're dead. That's interesting. They are like they look like little chubby suckers. They do. They look. Some of them look pretty cute. Some of them look like badass. Yeah. And cool. Some of them look kind of cute. Um. But yeah, if you if you um, I'm not gonna guarantee that I'm gonna put a picture up because I don't like editing these. <laughs> but um, if I do, and if not, go ahead and look it up. Just look up blue dragon or blue glaucus. G L A U C U S. G L A. U C U S. Interesting. Well, how do you know when one's charged like that? Or I don't do think you, you just do. not know. I think you just got to pray to God. Could you imagine like, like, I don't know if it's like if they release all of them at once or they can like be like, okay, you're going to get a little bit. But if it was like all at once, that'd be fucking like awesome. Because could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine like, like, let's say we're on a beach trip and we accidentally touch one, one of us. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jacob skipped out on this episode of the cast and he didn't know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh. And he goes like, ah! And he's like, dude, that, sh- that hurts. Check it out. And then we touch it. We just don't feel anything. Because <laughs> like, there's no more like cells in there. What are you talking about? <laughs> dude, just like poking it. Dude, this thing's fine. <laughs> thing's just blue. like, like stabbing on it. Dude, it's fine. I imagine they, like, they, they feel like they'd be like kind of gummy. I mean, they're slugs. Yeah. That's crazy. It didn't look like a slug. I would love to touch one, though. Not to get stung, but like, like that's such a cruel... What a cruel thing God has done to us. <laughs> What? I want to touch them, but they, they would kill me. They wouldn't kill me, but they would make me excruciatingly painful. It's like the forbidden fruit. Like, and now I understand. Now I'm in the place of Adam. I'm an Adam of even that garden, but it's instead of a garden, it's a puddle. And instead of the forbidden fruit, it's a tiny little sea slug that would make me be, send me to the hospital. 
I'm back here. I look like the Garden of Eden. Uh, Is that why you were quiet for so long? No. Oh, okay. I just remember that. I sang that earlier today because it was a great song, but... You're a big Drake head. No, I literally just re- you have you have provided you say that you say that a lot. You, you say you're not a Drake head, but you have provided zero evidence to how you're not a Drake head. I listen as far as I'm concerned. You I don't know his discography. As far as I listen to like three, as as four songs. Listen to Drake, which makes you a Drake head. <laughs> what? Listening to an artist makes you that artist. Fine, a fan of that artist. I'm Drake. <laughs> I'm basically Drake. <laughs> you say because you're a lot, ba- you're, what did you say? a lot of critics are saying that I'm basically Drake. Eleven. You said. You said, listen to that artist makes you that artist. So I was like, I'm Drake. Oh, I meant to say that. I know. I'm an artist fan. But I just wanted to catch Oh, it. so I'm Drake. I'm basically Drake. God's playing. That's what, that's, that's what <laughs> someone's uh, n- new name should be. What, basically Drake? Yeah, it's like a parody, like uh, not Starbucks. What was it? A <laughs> dumb Starbucks? Dumb, yeah, it's basically Drake. <laughs> basically Drake. I'm just like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all just covers of Drake songs, though. <laughs> there was a... I think he was on... Jack Harlow's, I think it was a feature he was on. It was Churchill Downs. Um, and Jack Harlow, uh, he had to add more bars because Drake apparently killed him. And he's like, I got to add more bars. This is my song. <laughs> and apparently Drake come up with his whole thing like in 11 minutes. Damn. Um, now, I don't know how a bar is like a bar. Like in terms of like rappers like, oh, man, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. I don't know what to look for in that. He really did that. But, uh, but um, he starts, he's like, yeah. It's like you know Drake's coming on, uh-huh. and then um, and then you hear like he sniffs. And I'm like, I've never heard a rapper sniff before they like get into like a verse like that. That's awesome. I know. I was like, it's crazy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Also, I'm just noticing we have a mirror set up behind the camera so we can see when it stops recording because it cut off last episode. Um, and I'm realizing we didn't do anything for like a lighting setup, so you're just in the shadow of this arcade cabinet. <laughs> we'll be fine. This is a professional um, podcast. What was uh? We'll get it right next season. Blue skills, blue blue dragons, blue dragons. I so it's evolution that they do that. They didn't start off like that. I mean, I I, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, everything's evolution. I don't really know how things work. That's crazy. I think the oldest. What's the oldest animal we've done? I mean, we definitely did one. One of us did one that was like what? Like oh. been around since dinosaur times. What was it? It was a. Well, I just did sea turtles, but one of them was ah. Oh, oh, that's right. One of them was. I think it was a leatherback. That sounds right. Which is the one most... I mean, we didn't know what it was. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I thought after doing this podcast, I would, like, retain a lot of this knowledge. Oh, I... I don't. I don't at all. It's in here. At least the ones I've done, because I, you know, read the things over and over again. Yeah. Pepper, you can't go out there. You know what we should do? The snow's as tall as you. We should get some of our, our devoted fans, like uh, Jacob, or Slipknot Boom, <laughs> Gabe and Watch, Escalators. We should get him on. We should we should do a video where we do like a kahoot based off of like things that we like just like random animal facts, and see if they see if they've, see, see if they've been paying attention. Boom, boom, boom. I played kahoot earlier. It was terrible. Apparently, a bunch of people know about art, like Renaissance. Like, oh, oh. who painted this painting? Uh, Rococo. I don't know if that was a name, but that was an era of like. Oh, yeah. And they're like, what era is this one from? And I'm just like, uh, old enchantment. <laughs> <laughs> he took like a AP like art class in AP high school history and i'm just like jason took one of those but he's like he retained everything <laughs> he's like oh i'm so sorry and i'm like bro i, I wonder if jason is. retained any of that that's fair as hit us up i know that i remember when they were studying for that i remember they had like their little binder and um they're like they're sitting during lunch and, and they're and they're like look at the sculpture and it was straight up just a toilet and i said, <laughs> and I, said I said that's art baby that's funny that's art no, like not even joking. Like not even like it was a toilet. I think they like spray painted it. This is something to it. I think. Look at this, Either, look at this art. sculpture. 
Look at the sculpture. I did this. That's a man. That's a toilet. Is that the one that we were missing in our public bathroom? The women's <laughs> bathroom is missing a toilet, ma'am. This is a podcast. We have to have, we have to be talking. There's another Kahoot. Oh, it was a uh, I think Arabic language and trying to guess the words based off. Of it. Why are you Why were you doing these Kahoots? What's happening? Oh, uh, there was a crisis apparently on one of the films, and so Bill had to take care of that, and we're uh-huh. in the manager meeting. Oh, so to pass time. That's funny. Just like random, random, just random cahoots. That's funny. Um, it was a Spanish one. Earlier did not win. <laughs> earlier uh, last month, January, and, um, uh, our friend who turned uh, whose birthday was in January that wasn't you. They did. Uh, she did a, a cahoot based off of like her, like questions about her for her birthday, and we did it over Discord. That was pretty funny. I might do one of those for my birthday. That was pretty fun. And for then one. after that, uh, me. And then after that, I think it was me. I think the people who played was me, Slipknot, Boom, and Escalators. And I forgot. I know I won, but I don't know who was last. I think maybe Escalators? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, after that, we just did like random cahoots. And um, I'm not going to lie. Pretty embarrassing. J- uh, Jason wiped the floor with me on a Spider-Man cahoot. I was devastated. I said, I said, this is, I said, oh, you can't do this to me. Do you know how much I sacrificed? Do you know how much I sacrificed? Um, yeah, cahoots are fun. They're I haven't fun. done one since like school times. Hell yeah. You know what I haven't done since school times? Jackbox party packs. Like remember we did the, used to do those over the internet? Like over like... Do them over we did the them like a month ago. Yeah, but I mean like remember we used to do them like every week? No. When, when pa- the pandemic hit? Like over Zoom? Zoom? Yeah. yeah, Discord, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We did it over... Yeah, those are Zoom. Fun. It was Zoom. We should yeah. do that again. Some, I mean, bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. That was when, first, well, that's when I first played the rapping game with you guys. And that was yeah, late. That, that was awesome. awesome. That was good. That was good. Um. Anyways, what's your animal? My animal. I'm very hyped for this animal. I know. You built this one up. All I'll say is... Let's see if it's hype or not hype. I mean, you probably won't think it is, but I still love it. This is animal. a new segment we're calling hype or not hype. Uh, nope or dope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's trademarked. I know. I don't know about who, but I've heard that before. Uh, caca! That's my... The hint. Eagles? No. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that would have been... That would've Topical. Been. Go go Super Bowl. It's over. <laughs> go Super Bowl. Go Super Bowl. Go Rihanna. Go Riri. Oh, that's a cool name. Thanks. That's my hint. What's your hint? Kaka! Oh. I mean, I had a lot of birds do that. But okay, here we go. Okay, let me guess. This is a fun game. So you <laughs> told me earlier... <laughs> you told me... You told me earlier this might be top 10 animals. Oh, it is. And so, now. it's a bird. Uh-huh. Okay. Albatross is already up there. Yeah, Albatross is already up there. Um, so, I have to think what bird would A, make that sound, and B, be worthy of being on Raymond's top 10. Um, I'm going to have to go messenger pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crow. Oh, really? Top 10? Yeah. Crows are pretty cool. They're smart suckers. I'll get into that, but they're also known What's as- the difference between a crow and a raven? A lot of scientists don't know that. <laughs> A lot of people are saying that we're not sure. What? I, I don't know the difference. Do you know the difference? I mean, I see crows out here all the time. How do you know they're not ravens? Because they look like crows. But what does a raven look like? They're just black birds. It's just seem like a crow. What's the difference? Death comes by whenever you see a raven. I no, was, that's I'm a crow. That was a joke. You're stupid. Was it a Quoth raven? Off the raven. Was Never it a more. raven at a... What the hell are you on? That's from Edgar Allan Poe. The famous poem, <laughs> the, po- the Raven? I'm not reading that. Then came a rapping. Rapping at my chamber door. Quoth the raven. 
Nevermore. I don't even remember Telltale Heart. That kind of that one's good though. Yeah. I don't remember like any of the lines, but the story is good. I remember reading it like before I went to bed, like for because of Mr. Costello's class, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, "What the hell, man?" And I'm just like <laughs> looking at the door. I think I reference that up quite a bit. Sometimes on. I reference that a bit, with, like, <laughs> like 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 within the floorboards. It's like just like him just being like, "Damn it, fine," and he just like rips open. This is the corpse. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, tell me about these fucking crows. So, also known as corvids, this family of birds includes not just crows. But ravens, rooks, jays, jackdaws, magpies, tree, pe- tree pies, nutcrackers, tree and coes. Now these uh, nutcrackers. Besides ravens, the the other ones don't look like crows or mm-hmm. ravens. They're you know color yeah. animals. Yeah. Um, or they have colorful. Not, they're not just black animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so they range from the one ounce dwarf jay, a small forest bird only found in Mexico, mm-hmm. to the three pound common raven, um, found in the northern northern hemisphere. Now, corvids are incredibly clever, and the largest brain-to-body size ratio of any bird. So, bigger than an albatross. Largest brain-to-body size? Yes. Which, does that mean that's got the biggest brain of any bird? Or does... Yeah. Okay. And so, but those in the genus Corvus tend yes. to especially be brainy. And this genus includes, genus includes crows, ravens, rooks, jackdaws, so not the other ones, accounting for a third of all corvid species. Now, many of these brain-to-body ratio, uh, brain-to-body size ratio, you'd expect from an ape, not a bird. You know, mm. like big yeah. brains. Huge but in brains. fact, according to a, a study, um, I'm not going to name the journal because I don't, I cut out a lot of like the They don't need it for you. The journals, you yeah. Um, the crow brain is relative to the size of a chimpanzee brain. Mm-hmm. Now, chimpanzees, you know, they're not sl- smart. Oh, I they just have, meant they have religions now. Bigger than crows. What? I don't know about chimpanzees, but there were there were studies that showed there was research that showed that uh, monkeys uh, were exhibiting um, uh, behaviors similar to that of uh, worship, and they would come to uh, gather at holy places or places that like they're, they're, basically their behavior was like they would come to gather at these places that weren't like their homes or anything, and they would like do these like little rituals like they would have like like the set motions that they would go through, and it was like and the people were like I th- I think they're getting a religion. <laughs> Have you ever done that? What? I don't even know what you motioned. Oh, like giving the body of Christ like oh. through the tongue instead of like oh, through yeah. your hands. Oh, yeah. That's how you were supposed to do it. That's what they would tell you. That's the right way to do it. I was indoctrinated and this then, way. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then as a kid, I was like, I don't want no old man fingers in my mouth. And to this day, I don't want no old man fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Something's changed. <laughs> Something stay the same. <laughs> if it ain't broke, no, I'm just kidding. Humans have long recognized the craftiness of crows and ravens, as seen in centuries of folklore, casting the birds as thieves, tricksters, problem solvers, wise advisors to the gods, or even deities themselves. Is that a god, right? Deities, yeah. Yeah, okay, damn. Yet, we also tend to stereotype these birds, overlooking many of their complexities to brand them as spooky, troublesome, or outright nefarious. Like Dr. Nefario. Like Dr. Nefario. That's immediately where my brain went. Obviously. Um, Fortunately, so. our appreciation for their intelligence has soared in recent years, thanks to research uh, about their brain power. Now, corvids have shrewd ways... Crows. They're part of that family. Yeah, yeah. They have shrewd ways to get food. They're shrewd operators. So, um, they're creative MFs. Shrewd operator. So, sometimes they bait fishes to... That's a solid song. It's a great song. Yeah. I remember listening to it like in... High school, and I was like, this is a good song. 
Do you? Uh, why do you think Gru's name is Gru? Because Doctor Nefario is because nefarious. You know, they're they're villains. You think Gru's named after like gruesome? Why do you think his name is Gru? Uh, because he, his heart grew ten sizes. Yeah, his heart grew ten sizes that day he adopted those kids. This rainy day. What you, what you looking up there? <laughs> you looking up Canon Gru full name? Canonical Gru name? The name of the protagonist Gru seems to be Why is he called Gru? From the Russian military what? agency Gru. It's an acronym for Pepper something Hart? I'm not going to say. Just because I can't say it. Pe Why is he called Gru? Because of a Russian organization? Mil a military agency, yeah. What? Is that, a is that canon? Is that actual? Despicable Me Trivia IMDb. <laughs> Damn. No, it's not even his real name. That's his last name. Gru is his last name? His name is Felonus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Felonus Gru. See, Felonus, like felony. O N I U S. Oh, felonious. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, uh, like felony. So yeah. he does have a pun in yeah. his name. Okay. I didn't Why is he called Gru? <laughs> Why is he called Gru? This is a, there's a new segment on the show. Why is he called Gru? <laughs> is that like a one? one so, it's a one shot for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pepper just Sir? walked off the set. Now, I've seen a video of a crow. Like it has, I don't know what it, it's like bait. I don't know what it's like bread or some other food, and they like put it near the water. Like they're hovering. Say it's like a dock. Say we're on a dock, and then where are you going? You talking? So say we're on a dock, and on that dock there's a little crow, and that crow has like bread or some other fish food in there, and they kind of linger their their beak near the near the waters, uh, the shallow waters there, and they're like reaching whatever. They kind of pull it back. They reach in. They pull it back, and then they like drop it in the water. And then here comes a fish to grab that little thing, and then boom! That fish is a goner, and the crow is eating the fish, or is taking it captive. So these are smart freaking birds, and they have, and they're shrewd to get their food. Um, they also steal from other animals. My arrow's getting away. <laughs> they also steal from other animals, uh, sometimes even secretly following their victims back to the nests. Damn. <laughs> um, so in one case, a group of American crows was seen distracting a river otter so they could steal its fish, while the other group followed common meringues or some bird, I don't know what it is, to intercept uh, ducks that have been chasing, I don't know. They, they do stuff. Yes. Uh, they also drop snails or hard uh, shells uh, from far. They don't do it to kill. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's funny, though. Wait, hold on. Using gravity... To do the hard work for them. You know, yeah. spit them open. Uh, they actually took this a step further. So Japanese crows. They were crows in Japan. They took this one step further. They did it again, but better. Um, so they put walnuts on the roads so that the cars will crush them. And they wait for the light to turn so they can go back and retrieve Whoa. it. Whoa. Smart MS, Those bro. guys are smart. That's crazy. Japanese crows go hard, bro. I mean, I knew they were smart. I Open were nut. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese crows go hard. Open nut. <laughs> What's it? Well, all I read was then uh, what the sentence says is then wait for the traffic light to change so they can safely collect the open nut. Uh -huh. I just read open nut. Uh, open <laughs> nut. If, um, if your rap name is Tough Crust, I think mine's open nut. This That's, is my animal. Okay, I'm just kidding. You can take it. I wasn't gonna. Well, your I, animal, I don't care for. Tough op open nut though. What does it mean though? Mine makes sense for me. Tough crust. Yeah. How does that make sense? Because I used to eat pizza all the time. 
That's not why we called you that. I don't remember why we called me that. Well, because we, we, we... I know Nathan came we, up. We, we, I don't know why, but our friend group would just do a bit where we would, like, devolve our names. Like, like Runyon? Yeah, exactly. You became oh, Runyon. Runyon Crust. Is Runyon Crust was your game. So, and then Christian... Or Chris, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of our friends, one of our Christians... Um, Called you uh, Tough Crust. Yeah. As your rep name, because your last name was Crust. It's a great name. It's a great name. I can't believe you thought it was because you ate so much pizza. <laughs> I don't know, because there's tough crust on pizza. I don't remember. Crust. Sometimes pizza does have pretty tough crust. Ooh, that's true. That's a bar right there. That's a bar. I think I'll take that for my first album. Yeah, but the. No, that, <laughs> that'll be like the subtitle of the album. Wait, do I, albums some, don't do that, right? Some. I mean, you can if you want. Oh. Some pizzas. You know, you can do like what people do, like albums, they have like interludes in between. Like in 20 seconds? Yeah. Just put like, oh, or or you just, hear me out, or you just start a song with like uh, the snippet of, of us saying that on the podcast. And then and like, like edit it in like a, like a sample, in, you know what I mean? And then I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, hey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a circular story. We're bringing it back, bro. <laughs> to like five minutes ago. See a little bit of circles in between. So, so, crows don't just use tools. Keep going. They make them. They make them. Cow tools. So, in the early 1960s, prime, primatologist Jane Goodall, I'm pretty sure we all know who that is. We all know Jane Goodall. Uh, discovered chimpanzees use twigs to catch uh, termites, debunking the idea that humans are the only tool-using species. Uh, tool use does require a certain level of cognitive, cognitive sophistication, but we now know lots of other animals use tools in the wild, not just our fellow primates. In fact, one study, examples of the most studied examples of non-primate tool use, this is such a long thing, comes from a corvid, the new Caledonian crow. Now, many corvids use tools, but this specific crow species are especially advanced. So they use sticks, like chimps, or other plant matter, to fish insects out of crevices. Now, that alone is impressive. Now, that alone Especially is without hands. They got them feathers. Yeah. <laughs> or those wings, whatever. But it's, hold on, hold on. What? Do you think they're grabbing the sticks with wings? I think it's what they're... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. tell me that they that they grab their wing and like ring it around and then, like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> like in real where like their feathers are like their fingers. Real. Five. I just remember like one of them did like... Yeah. I just remember they do... Anyway, go on. In addition to choosing tools that are naturally well-shaped for a particular task, the new Caledonian crows also manufacture tools in the wild, which is much rarer than using just found objects like some chimp. Mm-hmm. This ranges from trimming leaves off a stick, creating their own hook shape for twig from twigs, leaves, and thorns. And in controlled experiments, the crows have also bent pliable materials into hook tools and even shown spontaneous meta-tool use, which is the ability to use one tool to one tool on another. And they explain oh. more meta-tool stuff, but honestly, it's confusing. Yeah, um, we don't need all that. It's, it's just, they keep saying meta-tool, and I'm just like, you're... So it's a tool that's used that. on another tool? Yeah. The ability to use one that tool is on meta. another. <laughs> um, uh, so they've used a short stick to reach a longer stick that can reach a reward, <laughs> for example. But they also made new compound tools from one or more otherwise non-functional elements. Damn. So these are smart birds. These are smart birds. Uh, and that requires imagining what a tool will do before it exists. So despite having never seen such a tool oh. before, then making it exist and using it. Damn, that's a good point. Smart birds. Smart bro. birds, bro. These birds are smart. They could also solve puzzles. These birds? On par with human kids. Really? Yeah. There was one study, but they mentioned like the... Maybe uh, a viewer kid. I could beat the shit out of those crows. Intelli- intellectually speaking, when I was three. 
I didn't need preschool to beat these crows. Crows demand respect, damn it. And I respect them. But I, I <laughs> tower over them intellectually speaking. I don't think so. Could you do that? Do what? When you were three years old, put a put a put a walnut in the, in the track for them, wait till the lights turn green or turn red. So I could have, but I would have gotten run over by a car. Say you would have, a crow wouldn't have. <laughs> They're smart. They could fly. They're smart. If I could have if I could fly at three years old, I would have done it That's fine. That's not my problem. That's not also, my problem. I can't chew a nut when it's even if it's cracked. That's your fault. That's not the crow's fault. It's not. I'm not saying it. I'm saying it's smart not. Birds, I'm saying bro. it's apples <laughs> to oranges, bro. I know what that means, bro. Yeah. That's a fact right there, bro. <laughs> Just, anyway. <laughs> Aesop's Fables. Uh, the Crow and the Pitcher. That's what it's called. A thirsty crow encounters a pitcher with a little water in it. But it initially is thwarted by the low water level and the bottle's narrow neck. So the crow starts dropping pebbles into the pitcher. And that eventually rises the water for to drink it. Smart crows. Now, granted, you're saying that's a fable. That's that not real. I'm just saying these people are thinking it. Um, so not only has research verified that crows can do this, but See, it shows... if I was a kid and I saw a picture, I would just pick it up and... <laughs> okay. So if there's a car coming down the freeway... Yeah. I'm like, I, I get hit because 10. I can't do anything because babies exactly. are stupid. A crow could fly well, away. Well, the, the thing is, intellectually... Oh, they fly away! Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Intellectually, I see this car coming. I'm three years old. I'm thinking that's not good for me. You're my health. Hit. No, no. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm sitting on this intersection, right? I'm seeing this Ford F one fifty coming at me. I'm three years old. I'm in my head. I'm like, this isn't good for my health. This is gonna be bad. But I, my body can't do anything because I'm a baby. Crows. They had intellectual like this is good. This is bad. So I'm gonna go. That's the difference. I'm my intellect is so grand, but it's being yeah, held you're back not by smart. this. Exactly. <laughs> my intellect is grand, but as a three year old, I was being held back by my own moral coil. That's your fault. This flesh prison of mine. That's not my fault. Think better. How is that my fault? Not only has research verified crows can do this, but it shows that they can pass water displacement tests at a very similar level of human children between the ages of five and seven. <laughs> I just realized I wasn't three years old, like you said. So uh, they've conquered a very other convoluted test too. They gave one example, but um, <laughs> look at me like that. <laughs> they they like reference like the thing, and I just didn't want to like cut out their parts because. It, like, woofs in with a sentence, like, oh, this study said... I'd like to see a crow get the excellency and achievement in math award four years in a row at high school. I'd like to see a crow do that. It said between the ages of five and seven, not a high schooler. Yeah, well, they should be smarter. (laughs) They should get smarter. Can they do basic arithmetic? (laughs) You're just... I did not expect Mr. Envy to show up today. Mr. Envy? You think I'm envious of these birds? Oh, hell yeah. I'm telling you that I'm better than these birds. <laughs> I don't envy these birds in See, the slightest. you're saying that? I can open a nut right now with... <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a car or no stoplights or nothing. I'm not envious of shit. I tower over these birds in every possible way. See, I hear you. What's coming out is you can tower over them. Subtextually, what you're saying is I'm you're envious insecure. of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... You're envious, and that comes from your insecurity. Of birds? I don't know what your what it is. This is a good story we're developing here. Um, there's no story. I'm gonna steal it. Okay. Um, That's just, fine. Cause just that jealous practice. Actually. There's not much. A lot of it in Fraser. I want to do it. Anyway, really, I see a lot of it in your day to day life. I don't. I don't take. I don't. I don't recall it. Like I can just watch Fraser. I'm like, oh, he's jealous. But I can't recall that when I'm like writing like my experience like that. Recall what? Just like what I say when I'm jealous. Like what I say out loud, but what I actually mean inside. Oh. I can't recall that, but in Frasier, I'm just like, oh, he's jealous. I'm like, I'm okay, not, why that is? But you're the one that said it. Why can't you recall it? 
I just because in Frasier it's like set up that he's jealous, and then they can build. Yeah, but off you of said that. it in your life. I know, but I just can't remember it. Like I can't remember specific. I can remember being jealous of this person. Uh-huh. I don't remember what I said. Okay. About them. I remember what you said. All right. Well, I can't ask you. Uh, <laughs> crows have conquered a very. Oh, I already said that. Um. So yeah. Sub goals. Whatever the heck. They hold funerals for their dead. Damn. That's real. I know. Uh, and then this one person was saying, oh, it may be like a survival thing to like see like the dead bird. Be like, oh, how did this happen to them so we can learn from it? Mm-hmm. I'd rather choose to see that they're more real. Oh, I just the said that, yeah, they're, it's a ritual. Yeah, so they they hold uh, funerals. Apparently, they're famous for it. I did not know that. Uh, did you know that? No. Interesting. So uh, I didn't know those guys can open nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it might be a lone individual or a group of crows. That morn, known as a murder. A murder of crows, yeah. It's crazy, cool. Um, but in some cases, they may keep a vigil for, fall- for a fallen bird <laughs> over the fallen bird for day's end. So like Jazz. Think Jazz from Transformers. Uh, but could they really be mourning? You want and a then, piece of me? Uh, this person called it danger learning and stuff like that, but I'd rather see it as the mourning the loss of a dead, a fallen crow. A fallen bird. A fallen bird. Uh, and crows gossip. They hold grudges. Ooh. And they know who you are. <laughs> so, several kinds of corvids have demonstrated a knack for recognizing human faces. Um, magpies and ravens, for example, are both known to hold to scold specific researchers who have gotten closer to their nest in the past, regardless of what the researchers wear. So, like, their faces they recognize. Mm. Uh, crows seem to hold grudges against specific people who netted and banded them for research. And... Fix your car, man! What if it was one of ours? Yeah, we're just getting our cars getting broken into. <laughs> we're recording a podcast. Jokes on them. My tire pressure is low. Researchers began wearing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That'd be that'd be a good episode of something. Like some guy Jokes steals a car. My tire pressure is low. <laughs> tire pressure is low. Fuck. <laughs> that would be good with like Jacob's car. Like the fact that that shit's barely <laughs> operating. My car got some jokes on them, but that shit can't even run on its own. I'd be better on foot. <laughs> um, researchers began wearing a rubber caveman mask when they did this research to test this mm-hmm. theory here, which revealed how the crows were identifying their enemies. They scolded and mobbed anyone who wore the caveman mask, regardless of who was actually underneath. In later tests, researchers achieved a similar effect by wearing masks while holding a dead taxidermied crow. Um, That's which, fucked up. I know, it's messed up. When I read Taxidermy, I forgot Taxidermy is like a dead crow that they stuffed. Yeah. I thought it was like a fake toy crow. <laughs> uh, so that's messed up. Which resulted in crows pestering future wearers of the same masks. Um, not a whole lot mattered, it seemed, to, except the face. Mm-hmm. But the mask. So lots of other animals can recognize human faces, obviously our dogs when they see us. Yeah. But crows still stand apart, both for the length of their memories and for how they share information amongst themselves. So years after the study began, crows continued to, to harass the banding masks. And um, even though they see it only twice a year for a few hours at a time when they do research. Yeah. Um, but this animosity isn't just from crows who saw the original banding event. The percentage of birds scolding and mobbing the caveman masks grew over time, roughly doubling within seven years. Even though most of the birds who, uh, had never even seen the banded, you know, the masks. And were likely never personally witnessing to the mask doing anything offensive. Yeah. So some young crows who were not born yet when the study began, began to held grudges. That's crazy. And so the crows apparently transmitting important information, identifying a, a seemingly dangerous person to their families and companions. That's so cool. Crows that's like a, smart. That's like 
I just like they're doing like little like, it's like they're telling fairy tales, you know, like kids or parents will tell their kids like, on a campfire. Yeah, or they'll be like they'll be like don't do this or El Chupacabra will get you. Things like that. They're like don't this or the big caveman guy will get you. <laughs> Sheep, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Another Aesop. How does that apply in this scenario? Well, just like watch out for the wolf in sheep's clothing. Who's the wolf in sheep's clothing in this scenario? Do you not know the fable? I do, but who's the wolf in the sheep's clothing? Clothing. The caveman. Is the caveman doing good things? No. Then what's the sheep's clothing? Well, I don't remember the fable. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that Wait, phrase. But like, the phrase gives it away. It's someone who's evil, but the sheep's clothing is that they, they disguise themselves as a friend. Yeah, this would probably... This probably still applies. But the caveman's a... But you... Crows have dialects. It's a wolf in wolf's clothing. You're familiar with the crow's caca? <laughs> it's the wolf in wolf's clothing. You're familiar with the crow's caca? I'm cacaw? familiar with the wolf's caca. So, uh... But their sounds actually have dialects. Those cacaws. So similar to humans, whose language can vary from region to region, crows have a deviation in their aviation language. Ooh, that's fair right there. I know, I should start a rap career. Between two populations of crows. So the sounds <laughs> vary regionally, like human dialects vary from valley to valley. I don't know why they didn't say it, like Russia and, and yeah. in Mexico. And should a crow change its crowd, it'll adapt the noises to fit with the new group. <laughs> so if cute. it joins a new flock, they'll, the, they'll learn the flock's dialect, mimicking the calls of the dominant flock members. <laughs> That's funny. I know there's a lot of animals that like that, I have like accents, but it's just so funny to imagine like a, a, like a crow and another crow, and like, a crow, it's like, what? <laughs> what do you want, bro? What the fuck are you saying? Oh, I'm a new Caledonian crow. Oh, <laughs> oh! I'm a Japanese crow. Right, 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 So crows made for life, but they're also monogamish. Monogamish. Crows are not only social <laughs> birds, but they're more family oriented than people realize. So they mate for life. Uh, so they stay together, uh, but their family lives may also be a little bit more complicated than that suggests. Being a family man, crows are monogamish. So they're considered socially monogamous, but genetically promiscuous. Ooh. Promiscuous girl. This means promiscuous they generally girl. stay with one partner for life, but genetic analysis shows that male crows only father about 80% of their family's offspring. So some crows lead a double life, splitting time between their families and the big communal roosts. Roosts. Um, so American crows maintain a territory year-round, for example, where the entire extended family lives and forges together. But during much of the year, individual crows leave the home territory to join flocks at dumps and agricultural fields and to sleep in large roosts in the winter. So uh, they don't stay together in the crowd, even though they go together. Mm -hmm. And a crow may spend part of the day with its family in the town and then rest with the flock on feeding waste uh, in the country. I just think that's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. I'll see you later, hon. It, it's... Okay. All right. All right. Um, it's just really crazy how all animals have, like... Or no, I guess not all, because we've seen a couple of that. It's like, fuck them kids. <laughs> like, um, like it's just crazy how animals develop, like, cultures around their families and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Crows are cool. Young crows may stay home to help uh, while the, while serve, may stay home to help, serve as helpers. Um, we don't need to get into this, because it's a lot. Yeah, who cares? That's really boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really. I don't uh, really but the, the uh, they can like choose like at a certain age like whether to go out and then do, make their own family mm -hmm. or to stay behind and like help the mom make a new yeah. <laughs> batch of birds <laughs> and they usually some stay um, new batch of children and so crows are intelligent as we've said but they're not invincible 
So it's common for people to vilify crows, often focusing on unwanted behavior, uh, but overlooking more relatable and redeeming qualities. So the American crow, for one, has been subject to extermination attempts in the past, including the use of dynamite on large winter roosts, which is effed up. Now, those Damn. efforts ultimately failed. With dynamite, what, just to get rid of the... Yeah. Uh, so the those fuck? efforts failed, thanks largely to the bird's intelligence and adaptability, because, you know, birds are smart. Yeah. Crows. Uh, the American crow is now more common than ever across uh, a range of habitats, including farms, towns, and the big cities. Flagstaff is full of them. Flagstaff is full of crows. So whenever I see a crow, uh, it means something to me now. The Hawaiian crow. Nut. What? Give him a nut. There you go, kid. <laughs> the Hawaiian crow, for instance, is a smart corvid with a penchant for tool use, yet it was declared extinct in the wild in 2002 after being wiped out by a disease, invasive predators, habitat loss, and human persecution. Fortunately, scientists have saved enough birds to start a successful captive breeding program and reintroduce the species to the wild. Ooh. So we got the Hawaiian crow back. Uh, crows do sometimes raid farms and gardens, but any damage they cause may be offset by ecological benefits like seed dispersal and eating pest insects. So that's what they do, even though they Makes steal sense. your food. Yeah. Uh, plus, while any it species... Happens. It happens. Man's gotta, birds got to eat. Birds got to eat. Uh, plus, while any species has an inherent right to exist... We're especially lucky to have brainiacs like corvids living among, among us. Uh, they can help us learn about our intelligence and remind how much uh, we still have in common with the wildlife around us. Now, in mythology. What? I, I was going to say, I think, I was going to say the thing about Odin, ah! but I think, those are, oh. I think those are ravens, not crows. What? The thing about Odin? Norse mythology? I don't know if they're crows with or the, ravens. What was it? Memory and... What was the other bird's name? They're ravens, but... Yeah, okay. uh, I forgot their names, but actually he has like... Yeah, Two ravens it was memory and something. It's Corvus's cousin. Pain and I panic. I forgot what it was called. I read it like two days ago. If not, yeah, it was two days ago. What did you read two days ago? In my book. That's what? how I got the idea for crows. What? The crows, the narrator. Oh. How was I supposed to make the pieces for that? My bad. <laughs> I guess because I read it twice. Um, many in Europe believe crows to be the companions of witches and sorcerers, or that their presence was a bad omen. The ancient Greeks associated the crow with Apollo, the god mm -hmm. of the sun art, and knowledge, and the god of both plague and healing. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's cool. So, Tibians, is that how you say it? How do you say that? Tibians? T-I-B-E-T-A-N. Tibetans? Tibetans believed that crows carried the dead to the next life. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Crows are also used as clan animals in some indigenous people's cultures. Nice. Now, um, in parts of the Appalachian Mountains, a low-flying crow a group of crows means that illness is coming. But if a crow flies over a house and calls three times, that means impending death in the family. <laughs> now, there's many, there's many of these, so I'll go over them. If a crow calls in the morning before the other bird gets a chance to sing, like a rooster or something, mm -hmm. it's going to rain. Despite their role as messengers of doom and gloom, it's bad luck to kill a crow. If you accidentally do so, you're supposed to bury it and be sure to wear black when you do. Ooh. Seeing just a single crow is considered an omen of bad luck. Finding two crows, however, means good luck. Three crows means health. Four crows means wealth. Ooh. I know. This is like Dr. I gotta find. I got to find me four crows. <laughs> Yet spotting five means sickness is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and witnessing six means death is nearby. <laughs> Could you imagine like you're walking down like... Yeah. Yeah. You're walking like a trail, and you see four crows, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. And, like two more fly in. No! No! <laughs> and then... <laughs> I can just imagine like there's like like breadcrumbs on the you, floor. You immediately get a call and you're like, Mom? 
Oh no! <laughs> Don't tell me. That'd be not sad. Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine though, like there's four crows like eating like you know some bird seed or like some bread. They're eating. You're like, hey, hell yeah! And then like just two, you just hear like flapping, and then two birds like just come in and join. You're just like, oh no, 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 no. no. Or, like, you see, like, two, and you're like, okay, okay. And then, like, one more comes in, and you're like, all right, all right. And then just keep going, like, oh, all right, all right, stop, stop. Stop. Like, one, two, three, four. Oh, no, no, no. You see, like, two more coming. No, 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 no. You're like, you're like, drive the other way. <laughs> so, in my closing statement, you can learn quite a deal about how to live life in crows. Got thrown down in the freeway. Exactly. Everything ends. Houses do not stand forever. Floodwaters of a river, river, floodwaters. <laughs> Of a river will recede in time. Brothers do not divide an inheritance to keep it forever. Even mountains crumble to dust with the passage of time. Everything ends. There is no permanence. All must die. Simply, we cannot escape death. Laid simply. So cherish the small child who holds your hand. And make your partner happy in your embrace. Enjoy the daily pleasures of life. And that's some sage advice from Corpus. The bird from the book I was reading. That's all I got on crows. That's all there is on crows. Everything does come to an end, though. Top 10. Yeah. Like this podcast.